Welcome to the Dental Business Podcast with your host and owner of multiple businesses, a mentor, investor, and dental surgeon, Brad Thornton. Hi guys, it's Brad here and welcome back to the Dental Business Podcast. I'm talking today about uh, money, specifically talking to patients about money, uh, discussing costs, discussing payments. Um, it always crops up and it, you know, it, it affects everybody at some point. There's always going to be a patient that you feel uncomfortable talking about money with or maybe you just go through a phase of your career where you become a little bit less comfortable discussing money. It's usually on a, on a transition somewhere. So it might be that you've bought a practice, you've moved to a practice, you're seeing new patients, you're doing new treatment, but it crops up in all kinds of places. It might be existing patients that you've seen for years who need some slightly more expensive treatment than they're used to. And it just creates, like can create, and in, in a lot of cases it does create the potential um, for maybe you feel a little bit awkward. Maybe you have this internal conversation about whether or not the patient's going to accept the cost because we've all been there and you all know exactly what I'm talking about when you have priced up the cost of something and to be honest, you know really pretty quickly, well at least you should do, part of what I mentioned in the free consultations uh, podcast episode is that one of the things that I think people need to get a grip of is being able to price things up quite efficiently, quite quickly because I think if you know the costs and are able to discuss them with the patient there and then I think it actually looks a lot better to the patient. It means that your prices are specific, you know them, you're confident with them, and it gives that confidence that they then see that in you and then they feel that in you as well. So it gives them confidence in you. So this question has cropped up multiple times. It's something that crops up every now and then when I'm talking to dentists that I'm helping with mentor uh, mentees, but it's come through as a specific question again by somebody via Facebook. Uh, now, this specific scenario is to do with actually existing patients, and they've been in the same practice, same private practice for a good sort of 10 years, and just wants to know really any ways to make it feel slicker or any ways to make things feel more comfortable or smoother when discussing payments with, with patients. Now, the difficult thing whenever you're trying to be a bit too specific and you know there are all the NLP techniques, there are ways to shake hands, there are words to use, places to look, do you stare in their eyes for that little bit longer? Do you pause? Do you wait for them to respond before you say the next person to talk to the person that loses? All that baloney. But I mean, it all, you know, it all works. And if you implement all that kind of stuff, I'm sure you do very well. But I think it's hard to create such a specific structure and make things look natural. You need to just develop your own way and your own communication. It's very hard for me to know someone uh, their communication skill. I think when you work with someone for, for long enough, it can become easier. But I've got some general things and then maybe a couple of more specific things, but individual specific terminology and sentences to use, I think that's up to you to develop. So it actually forms part of your own vocabulary and, and becomes more natural to how you talk with your patients. So we all know, and it's repeated a lot, and if you've looked into this and if you listen to anybody within this sort of space to do with sort of ethical selling or selling and, and communication with patients, when it comes to talking about money, everybody says the same thing. 
It's a bit tiresome, but it's true. When it comes to money, the issue is very often solely with the dentist, the clinician. It's very rarely an issue with the patient because the idea is that you've generated value, you've created a plan that meets their needs, that manages their expectations, that solves their problem. So actually the cost of the treatment becomes less and less important through that consultation and throughout your relationship with that patient. I mean, if you've been seeing a patient for years, the price is often not that much of an issue. They're often just asking, right, what would, what would you do, Brad? I'll do whatever you think I should do, which is always difficult when you're a dentist because you want to try and be impartial and, and help guide them to their own decision. But the level of trust that they've got in you means that often the price is is the sort of very last little thing to mention just to make sure that they're aware of it. Obviously, if you're talking tens of thousands of pounds worth of treatment, then that's different. But often people that are wanting that amount of work know that it's going to cost quite a bit of money. Very rarely will you get nowadays because there's so many, so much information on the internet. Someone's sat in your chair and they're, they know they need some form of dental work, then they're going to be aware, unless they're completely non-researched, they're going to be pretty well aware of costs to some extent. So the first thing to acknowledge is that the issue is actually sort of internal to you. It's, it's your own issue. It's your internal dialogue. It's the voice inside your head that says that things may be a little bit too expensive for this patient. They may not actually sign up to this treatment plan because of the cost. Maybe if it was a little bit less expensive, I'd get more people to sign up or maybe instead of it being a thousand pounds or maybe instead of it being 1500 pounds it needs to be 1200 or knock a few hundred pounds off if we give them a discount they're more likely to sign up to it all of this happens in the, in the sort of the blink of an eye and we've all been there where you do a bit of a price up in your head or you put it onto the computer and you can see that it's ten thousand pounds or five thousand or one thousand and by the time you've actually said the price to the patient when they've asked or as part of the consultation process You've discounted it already. You know, you've knocked two hours worth of work. You know, you've, you've, you've created two hours of free labor for yourself because you've discounted it. You know, you've split your profit in half or you've completely removed all profit without realizing it by giving that initial discount because this internal voice in your head is too loud and is telling you that you need to. But it's good and well knowing that, but is there any way to kind of quieten that voice? Because that's the first thing that you really need to be doing is you need to be trying to work on ways to quieten that voice. Now, there are, there are times in life when that, that voice will shut up completely. And those are times when you have a big tax bill to pay or you've just paid a massive lab bill or you've got legal fees or you've got something that means that you're in a situation where you are pretty desperate to get some money in and it all of a sudden becomes very easy to discuss money with patients and give prices and quote max sell treatment because you're in a situation where you actually need to now i want to caveat this and i mean to be fair this is this applies to everything that i ever say but you know we all need to realize where our sort of ethical standpoint is where we stand on this ethical spectrum we need to work ethically and we want to caveat everything that I say, we want to wrap it all up in the fact that we're going to make an assumption that you're an ethical dentist and you're going to do things ethically. You're not going to be trying to sell patients treatment that they don't need. You're not going to be forcing them into something that they don't want. You're not going to be, you know, locking them in the surgery and not letting them out until 
their sign up and any gimmicks just to try and get them to to buy into this treatment we're not talking about that we're just talking about situations where the treatment that comes up that you plan for that patient which may be expensive is far easier to discuss and quote and tell them the cost when there's a voice inside your head that is a bit louder saying you know what brad actually we need some money at the moment so we're a little, a little bit less bothered about mentioning price now because it's more important to us and um, so there's got to be other ways other than that to or at least more regular ways of trying to develop the skill of quieting that voice so that you can say things with confidence, with certainty, uh, with enough assertiveness and lack of embarrassment that it comes across and the patients read that and see that and realise, you know what, that, that's what it costs, that's the price. There are a couple of ways that I use, or at least is one major, I'll, I'll, I'll probably mention a couple i mean the first one is quite quantitative should i say um go through and do an inventory of the amount of money that you've spent on courses investing in yourself the if you're a principal the amount of fixed costs you've got running a practice how much it costs to open the door in the morning how much it costs if you don't even open a door in the morning um but for everybody whether you're an associate whether you're a principal but just just have a look and see how much money you've spent on courses, on travel to courses, on the MSc that you spent 10 grand a year and three years of your life achieving, the money that you spend on loops, on your insurance, on your GDC, on your indemnity, all of that stuff, actually realise, well, you know what, I have invested so heavily in myself that there needs to be a payback, there needs to be something that, that sort of recoups some of those costs and expenditure. Now that might quieten the voice a little bit might make you sort of realize the importance of actually earning money you know earning money can sometimes be especially in the uk can be seen as something to be embarrassed about talking about earning money when it shouldn't because we're a business and the goal of our business yeah is to earn money but actually in that process we're creating better quality of life for our patients, we're improving confidence, we're giving people the smile back, we're enabling them to chew, to eat, to, to function. We're doing a wonderful thing, we should be rewarded and remunerated accordingly of that, we shouldn't be embarrassed about earning money. So quantify it, see how much money you've spent, see what you spend per year on stuff that enables you to be a dentist and make you realise, you know what, actually, I am worth this because I'm investing this amount of money myself, someone has to pay for it, I'm a business, these are my customers, they're the people that pay for it. Another thing that quantifies things is actually to have a look and say, you know what, what money do I need to live my best life? How much money a month would enable me to maybe drop a day of clinic so I can spend more time with my family? What earned money would enable me maybe to give more to charity? What would give me more holidays with my kids? more material things what would enable me to live in the house what with the mortgage repayments buy the car buy the watch buy do this go go traveling do whatever it is just create a bit of a best life figure to figure out the amount of money that you need to earn to be able to do that and knowing these kind of figures can just help quieten that voice and that kind of touches on 
another thing that I have done, and this has really come through since I've had kids, and it's actually realise the true meaning of why we do what we do in terms of things outside of dentistry. You know, I've got a little boy and I've got a new little girl and coming to work and doing the best I can do and creating a, the best practice I can create and give the patients the best treatment they can have and charging accordingly and putting my prices up to match what my value is and how I feel my worth is, that enables me to have a better life with my kids. I think focusing on the meaning can sometimes help focus the mind and help you focus at work on the important things, which is patient outcome and quieten the voice when it comes to talking about money because the price is just one part of a, a big, big, and much bigger system that is the patient journey. And it's actually one of the least important things. So those are a few little internal things and things which... You know, it's an ongoing process because hopefully with the evolution of your career and the development of your professional and personal skills, you know, this situation will crop up every now and then. You'll put your prices up periodically. You may be doing treatment that you weren't doing last year, short-term ortho, for example, or you might be starting to do implants. It's something that will crop up. So finding ways to internally help is, is very, very um very useful something that I always make sure with my sort of team and I think everybody should do this is to be really open with them about costs and price and the sort of the maybe the objective the target hourly rate that you might be working towards now it's important that you you do this you know tactfully you don't want to be saying to the nurse that's on whatever pounds per hour that you're aiming to be generating 300 pounds an hour you want to make sure that it's worded in a way that you know the surgery needs to be generating two three hundred pounds per hour because of all the costs that we incur as a practice or um, to try and you know make it sound a little bit less like you personally want to be earning the money you've got to kind of do this tactfully but but try and engage the team a little bit in in these prices and these costs and the, these fees so that the nurses know, the front staff know, the, the management knows, your principal is, is engaged in the conversation, other associates, team members, you're all, you're all part of the same conversation. So it kind of helps make it not your sole responsibility. I sometimes think that people find that helpful. So they're not telling the patient what they've decided the price is. Now, they're not telling the patient any of this, but it can help again with this internal dialogue that you've got that actually it's it's the practice price it's a group price everybody's aware of it these are the prices they're discussed in advance at practice meetings we all know what they are all i'm doing is i'm informing you of those prices that helps for some people maybe a couple of sort of actual strategies that i think um they specifically work for me one of the things that, that I do, and I've been here for 10 years, is that I make sure that I've kind of got a pipeline set up of, you know, people that are in active treatment, 
people who have been made aware and are a prospective patient so for prospective treatment these are all existing patients now if someone comes in for a brand new consultation then it's not really possible to do this unless they're coming for a, you know just a general dentistry new patient consultation but these one-off treatments like implants and, and short-term ortho invisalign things like that it's not possible to do this so this is more applicable to the inquiry that came through on Facebook where it's working out ways of, of maybe talking to your existing patient list about treatment. It might be someone needs a few crowns or talking about veneers or short-term orthodontics. Um, kind of like your regular dentistry, probably. I mean, maybe I will talk about, you know, mentioning new treatments to patients, but this is kind of your general dentistry talk and spiel so this is answering the question specifically and the one thing to do is to be patient don't feel you know too pressured to be, be having these conversations now if you find it uncomfortable you've obviously got to inform patients of cost before they go ahead with treatment but one way to start rehearsing things and feeling more comfortable generally is by setting up the pipeline so we all know we see patients and you can have a look around someone's mouth they may not have mentioned that they've got any issues, but you can see on the horizon there are things that are going to be cropping up. You may have a heavily restored molar tooth that's been like that for a good number of years and patient's not concerned. You may have discussed treatment in the past. They're, they're happy as they are. But if you start mentioning some of the more expensive stuff well in advance, so you might say, and I'll use the molar as an example. I mean, it may not be the best and... This can be applied to multiple situations, but maybe this is the easiest one to, to mention. But say to that patient, okay, we've got a really heavily filled molar tooth. I know not not giving you any issues, but I am keeping my eye on it. At some point in the near future, I'm going to probably want to chat to you about putting a crown on that to create a little bit more strength for that tooth, or however you want to word it. And bring the price up then. Say, so, you know, at the moment, crowns costs five, six, seven hundred pounds. That's how much a crown costs. Now, we don't want to worry about that at the moment because it's not something that I think we need to be discussing yet. But at some point in the future, I think I'm going to advise that that tooth might need to, to have a crown and we might need to have another conversation about it. That way, you're talking about the price, you're mentioning the cost, you are gauging the patient's reaction. It helps you manage that reaction. Maybe it helps you answer any objections at that stage because there's no pressure. You know, you're not trying to get that patient to sign up to that treatment there and then within that appointment you're preempting something and this can apply to to anything it might be changing of composites it might be some edge bonding it could be crowns maybe it's aesthetic work something like that maybe some someone mentioned something a while ago not interested or you brought it up and then you want to bring it up again it can be just can be ways of of bringing things up talking about the future so you're preempting something so you're not mentioning it and asking them to do it now you're mentioning it well in advance so that maybe when it crops up you've softened it a little bit but also at the time when you do mention it it gives you the opportunity to just get used to mentioning price to patients and just kind of rehearse it get used to it work on your spiel a little bit and answer any objections when you're not in a pressured situation for them to to sort of buy into it there and then that kind of applies when you go on a course you've done something new and you're 
go, you go back to surgery, you're full of energy, you're thinking, you know what, I can't wait to implement some of the things that I've learned. I can't wait to start doing short-term ortho. I can't wait to do my first implant. Well, maybe not an implant. That's a bit more of a specific situation, I think. But maybe it's some cosmetic work or you want to mention tooth whitening to somebody or Invisalign because you've just become accredited to do it. One way I find helpful for this, and again, this is for your existing patients. So bringing something up that you've maybe not brought up before, but you've seen them for five years. How do you all of a sudden mention something? How do you mention tooth straightening to a patient that you've seen for five years and you've never mentioned it before? Um, you know, maybe they've got some very mild crowding and you're thinking, you know what, Invisalign work really well for that. How do you mention it to them all of a sudden? One thing that I think works, I mean, the first of, firstly is you can just blatantly ask them. I actually feel it feel quite comfortable mentioning to a patient and just saying, okay, we've got a little bit of crowding in these lower, uh, these lower anteriors or in these upper teeth. I know we've not mentioned it before, but I'm just wondering, have you ever considered having those straightened? You know, I find it quite easy to, to bring that up. But if you feel less comfortable bringing that up, and I know some colleagues that do, you can always link it to sort of your story. What I mean by that is you've just been on a course, you've just been accredited to do Invisalign. So actually link it to that story, to your story. So say to the patient, or maybe you're, you've just started, because it's important that we don't lie to patients. We're not making something up and, and we're not telling a story. We're linking it to our story. So maybe you have just started using boutique whitening, enlightened whitening, whitewash whitening. You've just been accredited to do quick straight teeth, six month smiles, Invisalign. You've maybe been on a course where you've gone over smile design. Maybe you've done something and you feel a bit of energy to, to start implementing it in practice. You link what you're mentioning to the patient to, this, to the story of what you've done. So you might say to them, okay, Mrs. Smith, I know that we've not spoke about this before, but I've noticed you've got a little bit of crowding in those, in those uh, lower teeth. Now, I've just become accredited to use Invisalign, which is a really fantastic system at straightening teeth. Gets some really, really nice results. And I think it'd work quite well for you. Is it something that you've ever considered? And you'll find actually a number of patients, when you do mention these things, will say, you know, actually, I, I was going to mention something about that. I, I was looking in the mirror yesterday. It's amazing how many patients say, oh, I was thinking about that recently, when you bring things up. I'm Mr. Smith here with, um, we've been getting some really nice results with the new whitening system that we've been using. It's called Boutique. We use it with home whitening trays for a couple of weeks. It freshens the smile up, makes it look nice and white. It's one of the easiest and least invasive ways to actually improve the smile. Now, I know we may not have discussed whitening, or I know we've discussed whitening in the past and you weren't interested, but because we're using Boutique, I'm just wondering if it's something that you might have reconsidered. I don't know. Um, obviously, I'm just kind of throwing ideas out there about the way that you say it to your patients because you've got your own communication. I've got my own relationship with my patients, so we do things differently. But those are just a couple of ideas. And just to sort of round everything off when it comes to these consultations and when you're mentioning payments and costs and talking about plans with patients, I've mentioned this in a previous episode, it is always so important to be confident, to be assertive, to know the prices, to say it with certainty. But also at the end of the consultation, your examination, your assessment, when you've gone through your options, when you've mentioned price, 
when you finish with all of that is ask the patient what they want to do. Just ask them. Just say, okay, so what would you like to do? Because that'll just bring up any immediate objections, any questions, anything that they might just be uncertain about when it comes to making that initial decision. Like you said, we're not forcing people. If they need more time, fair enough. We have coordinators. They can do follow-ups. You've always got to follow up again. Really important. Always do the follow-ups. Um, but at the end of everything, just ask them what they want to do. It's a simple question and it can give a simple answer. All right, guys. Now, I know that wasn't particularly a deep dive, but hopefully there's a couple of things in there that will help you with your communication when it comes to talking about price and sort of costs with patients. In the end, like I said, it is completely internal to you. As soon as you become more confident and, and certain about talking about price with patients, you'll notice an uptake and you actually notice that not that many people turn down treatment if you say it with confidence. You've created value already before they've even got into the surgery. You've created value in the consultation. They have confidence in you. But also as well, just to mention, in the end, you kind of want people occasionally to say no because that gives you an idea that you've priced things correctly. If absolutely everybody buys in to your treatment plans, then actually that means that you've got an opportunity to up your prices because if everybody buys in straight away and signs up and doesn't have any issues or objections, then your prices are too low. Or I should say, you've created that much value that you can charge more for what you're doing. Your patient outcomes are that good and your photography and before and afters and the value that you give that, that patient and the experience that they've had with you over the years or even if it's the first time you've met them. If everybody's saying yes, then you've done such a good job that you have an opportunity to up your prices because there needs to come a point where people start to say no and then you know that you've hit the, hit the sweet spot. All right, like I said, hope that helps. Hope you've enjoyed the Dental Business Podcast. It's been Brad Thornton. I will see you on the next one.